innovation happens where users are repurposing different things that's available today to make the next product. You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Hello and welcome to Sports Tech Feed. I'm your host, Thomas Alomes. Great to have you joining us again this week. And we're into a new year and for our first guest of 2021, hallelujah, we all made it. Congratulations. It is Paul Bajarski, CEO of Scenic. Scenic is a watch together, white label software solution to power co-viewing experiences for video, OTT, IPTV and STB platforms, allowing users to share their favorite content with family and friends whilst they watch in the moment. Paul's a serial entrepreneur and Scenic is just one of his latest ventures, funded by RGA Ventures, SVC Capital, NMAVC and LCIF. This was recorded at the end of last year, so Paul is referring to this year as 2020, so just for any definitions on that. And also some of the stuff, exciting updates and announcements that you might have seen with Scenic in the last two weeks wouldn't have been announced now. So that's something to keep an ear out for. And let's dive into it. As I said, I'm your host, Thomas Loams. Great to have you join us again. If you want to find out more about the show, sportstechworldseries.com. And now here's Paul. Paul Bajarski, CEO of Scenic. Welcome to Sports Tech Feed. Great to have you on the show. Um, thank you. It's it's nice to you know be virtually here with you. Yes, yeah, virtually in the studio. So and hopefully we're kind of getting to that point where we'll be back in person. But I mean that's a whole different thing. Certainly on a lot of people's Christmas wish lists. But Scenic, please tell us how does it work? You know, what are some examples of it in action with clients? Um, obviously, a very exciting kind of expanding uh, area of technology. So we'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, so we're a co-viewing vendor and we're most known for our watch together um, solution. And with that watch together solution, we sell it through APIs and SDKs um, to our clients. Yeah. Some of those clients already today are BT Sports uh, here in the UK, um, NPO in Holland, which is a public broadcaster in Holland. They stream anything from Tour de France um, to local series about farmers dating uh, women. Uh, that's in Holland. We power it for La Liga Sports TV in their direct-to-consumer app in, in some markets. Um, also, um, eSports, we love gaming. So everything is through APIs as the case, and yeah. it goes into our clients' OTT apps. So we're not an app. Uh, we're not a, a, uh, a direct-to-consumer play. We just purely go in, into their platforms to, to help them bring that feature to market. Yeah, yeah. So, so operating in partnership with broadcasters and, I mean, in the case of La Liga, an, an OTT platform for a league. Yeah, yeah, it can be sports leagues, um, rights holders um, yeah. that far down, or mostly uh, broadcasters um, like like BT Sport and, and MPO, um, exactly like that. Yeah, now how much of, of what you do is focused on sports? I would say um, today about 75%. Yeah. Um, sport is live. You, you traditionally talked about it with your friends um, in, in that moment, if you gathered around the couch um, or at work, you know, the water cooler moment. So sports just naturally started being that first area. Then the second areas for us are like live concerts. Again, in the real world, you go to, you know, you go to a concert together with a friend. Um, so that's about 15% of our clients. And reality TV, those are all the big sort of uh, big talking moments 
on Twitter, social media, or, or your or your messenger groups, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And does this, I mean, does this replace that that experience, that kind of social networking, being on Twitter um, during, a, say, a reality TV show or a, a, a football game? I think um, what it does, it it takes that conversation a little bit off Twitter. So our clients, um, the, the BT Sports, the MPOs, you know, um, they care now to bring that conversation and own the data um, into their own and operated apps and platforms. So essentially, you know, the the sports world was a classic. You would uh, on a you would watch a, a sports show and they would say. Now, everyone at home, go on to Twitter and vote on, should that have been a red card, right? Yeah. Um, or, 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 or send us your opinion for a tweet. They just used Twitter because that was the thing that was available, right? Um, then it was WhatsApp and, and, and so forth. So now, uh, you know, companies like us and, and others in the space, um, like uh, LiveLike are doing, you know, amazing work to bring those things that people do on FaceTime or Zoom or on Twitter, like the polling and, and so forth, and bring that into um, bring that into the our clients' owned and operated apps, and we're just giving them the tools to not have to go and build out this tech, and and quickly launch that functionality in in, in their own app, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's um, in a way they're going to soon replace it, um, but it's it's definitely. Um, as clients want to move that into their own apps, own the data, own the user login, uh, create uh, social graphs inside their own, who's watching with who, um, you're gonna see you know, that move a little bit away, obviously, from, um, from Twitter and, and, yeah. and Telegram or Viber. Yeah, and there, I mean, there never really was a, a one universal elegant solution in the sense of if you wanted to have the, the co-viewing experience, which is, whether it's picture in picture or wherever it is, watching something with someone else and seeing their reactions, getting their reactions. But then the social element um, where you want to share your opinions or you want to engage with other people outside of your, maybe your immediate network, you went using, you know, four different platforms potentially or four different forms of communication. So it would be on a, a linear broadcast or TV and, and then you have your phone that you're tweeting on and then you might set up your laptop with a Zoom call or a Google Hangout or a whatever else that is. And then you're also on a WhatsApp or a messenger thread with your friends from work and talking about, talking bantering about the football. Um, so this is that, is that, I guess, how it came about is just kind of trying to funnel this down into one easy to use solution. Um, Thomas, you basically described I, uh, I, during the NFL draft, went onto Twitter to grab as many photos of what people were posting of what they were doing on, uh, during the NFL draft. And what you described was exactly that, right? TV to watch the draft. Laptop, um, people had screens with like statistics open. Yep. Then they had a tablet with the video call. And then there was a beer in the middle. I, I literally, I can send you like hundreds of those photos. Yeah. Right. So content on television, OTT, big screen, um, laptop for statistics. So, you know, whatever site they were using for statistics, who's trading who and, and, and so forth. Another, another device for the video call. Um, and then maybe even like a little, you know, Viber WhatsApp group for that. So yeah, what you described uh, is exactly what, and, and now companies like, like I said, like Scenic, 
um, of very good friends at LiveLike. We're, we're bringing that, that laptop, that tablet that was for the video call, bring it in. Um, you know, that thing that was for stats and so forth and, and maybe having polls and, and gamification with your friends, bring that in. Um, so yeah, basically you just described what, you know, I was laughing when you were saying that and smiling because yeah, I can send you like about yeah. 50, 50 tweets or, you know, 100 tweets that were with that exact photo, um, you know, uh, what was happening during the NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. Cause I mean, that's something that we've seen, especially in the pandemic is people repurposing things that were not pandemic proof in the sense of having to interact in this bizarre lockdown environment, um, the socially distanced environment, but people trying to repurpose different things, um, for a, for a solution. So it's been interesting that, um, that yeah, it's, it's all these little bits and pieces, um, kind of bringing that together. So is that something that you've seen in terms of your growth of the business this year? Is that something that pandemic is, it's kind of clicked as a value, value, uh, I guess, offering for customers and clients? In 2016, 2017, 2018, I would see, we would measure probably about 20 tweets a month of someone, and I'll send you another one after, someone in 2017 saying, uh, watching the Ravens week one game with my twin brother who's 300 miles away on FaceTime, right? Mm. That's literally, I've read that tweet in presentations about 300 times. That's why I know that, that it's exactly that text. I'll send it to go. It's still on Twitter, 2017. So back in those days, we see um, this growing trend of users making these hack arounds. And you're right, right? Innovation happens where users, um, you know, are repurposing different things that's available today to make the next product you know um and so yes we've seen a uh, um increment in you know we had about eight clients uh launched this year i mean that's major uh, the size of like i mentioned bt sport mpo uh and and others so that's major for us um whereas the previous years we had some public betas uh, people were already warming up to it in the industry. You know, the product owners, the head of marketing that are making the decisions at these leagues and uh, broadcasters. But now literally every company, whether it's from Denver to Australia that I speak to, everyone, every product owner is like, there's not a discussion about whether watch together or watch party is something the users want. It's now, how do I implement your APIs and how much is it? Mm. So to answer your question, yes, we've seen, um, you know, yeah, we went seven public deployments, uh, you know, this year and, and we still have one more to go this month in, yeah. in December 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, for my personal opinion, I don't think it's something that's going to necessarily wind back once people are able to gather together in, in groups or be able to be a bit more mobile where they go because it's just, it's just how the viewing experience is evolving in the sense of, um, it was always a second screen experience with watching, watching with your phone in hand, whatever that is. And especially the social element, um, it just grew to a third, fourth screen. Um, and maybe you had one or two or three less people in your lounge room, um, for that experience. But it's, it's certainly how people consume that content, um, has evolved and it, I, I can't see it, it, it changing back. Um, not changing back as you know, the, the famous saying is, um, something like 85% of people who watch basketball have never been to a game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if, if when, when COVID 
is fully gone and we can go back to meeting each other, um, yeah, there will be a decrease. There will be less of us at home. But if you look at it, um, you know, 50, 30, 40,000 people go to the stadium to watch, say, a, a soccer game, right? Then you have another couple hundred thousand that watch in bars and pubs. And that's in real world watch together. And then, uh, you know, for example, here in England, the BBC reported during one of the, the European Cups in France, um, they still had something like 13 million concurrents watching on their OTT service. Um, so yeah, not everyone traveled to France to watch. Not everyone was down the pub. Um, there were still millions of people. If, if that was to go down to zero, then all the OTT businesses will be out of uh, business, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, COVID has just driven uh, co-viewing virtually to another level because we're all stuck at home uh, or can't even invite your friend over. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely, and, and I think the NFL draft, I remember during that time I was, I was putting in the keyword in, on Twitter, NFL draft zoom or, um, zoom watch party or zoom watch together and just reading and seeing all these photos of the, you know, that are described. It, it never counted as many, you know, in the previous years as, as that. And then yeah. you imagine how many people do this, but don't put it out on social media, yeah. um, you know, publicly. Maybe it's in a private uh, chat group. So even, even I guess, I don't know, if it's irony. Apologies to Alanis Morissette. I'm going to use irony. Is it an ironic? I'm not sure if it's ironic, but interesting, strange, whatever you want to call it, is that or meta is maybe a better word that people are posting about that on social media. So they're using their phones or they're using some sort of interaction to record their kind of hack to get cobbled together um, experience of, of just trying to have a social, you know, as you said, a, a co-viewing experience, trying to share some content that they love with the people that they, they love or, or maybe the people that they share that fandom with. Um, which I think is probably a better way to put it is, is it's open up to fandom as well because it's not just your nearest and dearest. It's also connecting with other people um, that, are, that you might not know, but a common thread is that you, you love this show, you love this team. Yeah, and, um, and we as human species, that has always existed, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, we, we're a group, um, we're group herd-driven uh, species. Mm -hmm. And so... From the moment of, of you know, um, sitting around watching a fireplace, um, that was the main content. <laughs> um, to to you know uh, exactly that, and and there's still people who will watch alone, and that's completely fine. You know, there's something for for everybody, but um, but yeah, COVID just made this boil over, and and product, like I said, product owners that are responsible at all these um, OTT companies and media companies that we work with, it just suddenly all the strategies came together, you know? Um, um, and, uh, and, and I think uh, once one went, then others saw it. And then, you know, um, you, you, you know, you, you, and then there's even at, at conferences that we all attend and, 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 and you make and, and the industry, you now get panels where, you know, you have uh, Verizon, NFL, uh, Yahoo Sports speaking about co-viewing. Hmm. Um, we have Scenic, obviously, you know, we've been driving this since 2012 um, for the industry. There's many now, um, there's various now that have launched and, and, and speaking out about it and, and sharing learnings and, and failures and when we, where we can do better. 
um, and 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 that's great because if if it's not something that's a topic at uh, this 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 past three months, um, I, I don't think I've been to a virtual event without one or two panels, um, not being specifically about conviewing, it falls under fan engagement yeah. and just everybody starting off with, yes, we did, uh, you know, watch together or watch party and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah, this year I think we'll be, we'll be remembered, you know, a couple of years ago for all of us, it was sort of, um, voice activated OTT, right. Uh, integrating and that, that was a big hype. And this year will be remembered as, um, I think as one of the majors was the year of co-viewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I'm interested to see how... And we'll... virtual production, sorry. And virtual yes, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about 5G in a little bit, which is obviously impacting all of that. Um, but before we do, uh, this one, this question comes courtesy of uh, Michael Broughton. We in, interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we mentioned you, of course. Um, we were talking about uh, some of the changes with COVID. And, and one of the things was identified was was this was around co-viewing um and his kind of question was do you see yourself as a product or as a platform um we definitely see ourselves as a product um yeah. and a enterprise SaaS, so software as a service yeah so it's it's, it's building in to existing ott like the exist it's part of an existing say platform in terms of um you want to look at an ott platform or a um again from broadcasters or from from leads and then it's a product within that yeah exactly yeah we we don't offer them a you know full live streaming or ott platform in a box um we we offer the the watch together product they they the, the live stream synchronization that comes with that, the video calling technology, both client side and server side. Um, so yeah, we, we're not a platform where we're definitely a, a, a SaaS, um, SaaS solution and product. Yeah, yeah, servicing that, that part of the industry. Interesting, well, I mean, we just briefly mentioned 5G then, so that's something that's been um, spoken about a lot in the industry for what feels a long time now, um, but we also, feel like finally we're reaching that point where the, I guess we push past the hype. Now we're actually getting to the implementation and the realization phase. I mean, what, what will 5G once it's, it's rolled out in a, in a meaningful way um, mean for your, your business and the, the industry in general? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, BT Sports. Um, for the launch of the new iPhone 12, which is a 5G handset, on the 15th of October, also rolled out um, BT Sport Watch together on, on the iPhone on 5G. Mm -hmm. And previously, uh, across all our clients, uh, we had about, at times, up to about 7 8% of users complain about lag. Mm. Okay. Because you obviously you're video chatting at the same time. That's consuming bandwidth up and uplink and downlink. It's con consuming CPU and memory on the device you're on, and you're watching in HDR or 4K, mm. um, you know, live stream of a game. This is really putting your laptop through the works or mm. your or your mobile. So now with five, now with BT Sport having launched Watch Together on 5G, you know, we're hearing, wow, this is so crisp and almost 
um, no latency and both of the latency of the video call and um, synchronizing the live stream. Remember, Scenic, we don't only offer the video call, we also offer all our clients to synchronize the live stream. And what do I mean by that? If you're watching on an Android phone or an, sorry, on an iPhone, you're most likely to see a goal about 20 seconds after someone watching on Android or web. Mm. Just because of how, you know, latency and how um, iPhone processes live stream chunks. So what we do is we also synchronize so nobody shouts go first. That's, that's basically yeah. the top yeah. level. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. we have a synchronization service, yeah. which was made this whole in 2018 for the World Cup. Um, on, on Twitter in England, there was this whole talk. It's like, why am I hearing my neighbors scream? Um, and then I see the goal 20, 20 seconds later if I'm watching on OTT, but my neighbors are on broadcast. It's so simple but powerful. I remember being at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, the MCG, quite a few years back now, but inside the ground as well, you had the linear broadcast from um, you know, Channel 7 was the provider playing, and then you had the, the closed circuit loop from inside the stadium on two different TVs on one pillar in the bar, and you had it was raining quite heavily, so you had a lot of people inside. So people were standing either side of these pillars and it was insane because one side of the pillar would get everything about five seconds before and it was this close game. So they're screaming literally like two metres away from each other. And then the other side's going, what's going on? And then screaming as well. Um, and, yeah, it just in terms of that fan experience, you think a couple of seconds. But if it's a social social experience, it's it counts for everything. And, like, to your point, it was really annoying during the, the World Cup. I mean, that was the boiling point, uh, you know, for the industry because so many just non-techies, non none of us from the industry people just went on Twitter and tagged BBC iPlayer, um, you know, because they were streaming it in England uh, on OTT. But then people watching it uh, on BBC, not the iPlayer, not the OTT version, but just terrestrial, we're literally 20, 30 seconds ahead. And if you were watching on iPlayer on, I think, HDR or 4K, you're about a minute behind. Mm. And I actually experienced it because obviously, if my neighbors are all screaming, it yeah. means England's have scored a goal. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, not, they're not booing uh, or whatever. So, um, and, and it must have been the same in, you know, in Germany, if, if, if yeah. those watching. So, so what we... We worked with BT Sports on a lot and, and all our clients was um, that at least in your virtual watch together group, no one would see the goal first or later. Mm. Right? Um, it doesn't mean they were all super ahead or super behind. We, we take what's called weighted average, right? Yeah. So some, if, if, if we're watching the four of us, um, two of us are on an iPhone and, and two, one of us is on a laptop and one on an Android, we'll take a weighted average, not bring everyone back to the latest person. Yeah. Um, and, and, try, and then just make sure everyone's kept together. So, yeah, we won't, we won't stop the hearing your neighbors first, but at least we, we stop that in your group, nobody goes uh, you know, over video call. We have goal. Um, and, and, why, and why has things like Twitch and, and YouTube got away with it for years because there's a text chat. By the time you write, oh, what a goal and press enter, it's most likely your friend, it, that's yeah. taken a couple seconds, your friend before he reads the message and types like, what goal you took, oh, there it is, right? Seven seconds have passed. 
in a video call watch together it's instantaneous you see the reaction of your friend like mm. like you're seeing me right now so we we had to get with bt sport down to about 100 to 300 milliseconds of a difference and now to 5g's point on 5g we get that down to about 50 milliseconds of a difference mm. so of the of the synchronicity of what you're watching uh, and another advantage of 5g like i said um, users have been telling us like crisp right mm. the video call is crisp there's no lag um like i said seven to eight percent complained before about lag your 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 mobile is doing a lot if it's on 4G. It's it's video call and 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 watching an HDR stream. And then the, the other thing is, um, 5G. The devices are so powerful, right? They you literally, <laughs> you know, you you're holding so much GPU CPU in your hands. What can happen, Thomas, is that we can have much bigger watch groups. Yeah. We can fit a lot more people mm. in, um, in, in watch groups um, and not deteriorate the experience, the, the quality. And more, I, I think more features in terms of uh, overlays and things like that. Yeah, bringing virtual objects. So like hold out your hand and, 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 a, and a beer appears in your hand, right? That's bringing sponsors. Um, everything first has to come from what the users want, right? Mm. Not there is technology to do, you know, uh, because Snapchat has um, has invented that and perfected that, right? It's it's about the users. Do people when they're watching together sports, or do they want to do have a cheers with a beer when you know, um, eventually maybe spill a virtual beer on you? But basically, um, yeah, and and this is just the beginning. I mean, we're already looking at um, much things that are five, six, seven years ahead. Um, that we know we won't get into consumers' hands for that long because it depends on things like uh, AR, AR smart glasses. Mm. Um, but we're looking that far ahead um, as well. Um, but also, you know, what's what's immediate for 5G? Yeah. Do you think it will get to the point that instead of just looking at someone on a, on a two-dimensional screen, say a phone, with AR and advances in that space, you'll get... I guess holographic. You'll you'll have someone sitting in your lounge room next to you, or sitting opposite you, and and that kind of just that that video game kind of Ready Player One um, immersion for the experience. Um, since Scenic began uh, seven years ago, we we've had one um, vision of 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 the company that we stand by and it's our saying it's be in the moment and what we mean by that is we scenic we want to empower the bt sports our clients to allow their users to be in the moment mm. i'll share a video later with you because you asked for some examples of it in action bt sport filmed a really good tv spot with famous footballer rio ferdinand mm -hmm. but they also filmed just two people, two football fans. One is a Liverpool fan, one is a Brighton in, in, in England fan. And I think that video captures about two, three minutes long. It really captures how they, they were watching together. What's the banter? What's the, what are they saying? So as long, we're sticking to be in the moment. And to go back to answer your question is, as long as we see that it fits in with our mission of helping me, you, and our friends be in the moment, then we'll go there, whether it's, 
you know, I don't care about blockchain, holographic, right? Yeah. It's not about the technology. Yeah. It's as long as we're sticking to empowering our customer, our clients to lend their end users. But yes, we will use technologies like holographic, like AR smart glasses um, when they come to market. Just mm. when the smartphone came to market and it was just another platform, another device. Um, we will, you know, um, I'm kind of excited about also um, when we'll have autonomous cars, what, we, what are we going to be doing in this cars? It's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be able to sit like when you're in the plane, you don't have to fly mm. the plane, right? Um, so you'll be free to do many things, look out the window, scenery, uh, read a book, uh, watch videos. So, yeah, I can tell you we're, we're looking at those technologies that, that you mentioned. But as long as we fulfill um, our vision of, you know, helping users be in the moment uh we don't we don't want users to you know click on a thumbs up button um you know when a friend has shared a link watch together cook together run together do a fitness workout together you know play games together yeah that's that's the that's yeah, the engaged that's the it, vision yeah uh, it might be one of those things as well that it's it will be one of those things where it's um it's up to consumer adoption as well because as we mentioned about 2020 and the pandemic really driving adoption of these technologies um, that something like holographic or advanced AR um, it'll require the tech might be there the tech might be ready to go but consumers don't want it don't understand it don't quite engage with it um, and that can be a longer process than the actual technology development a lot of the time so and something I always yeah. go and, and kind of my conversations I always remind people the customer is, is ultimately your end goal and, and it's not just about how um how advanced your tech is because otherwise it's a gimmick if it's just tech without some sort of application to a need um it's just a, a cool little widget but ultimately it's not going to really drive value and it's not really going to have a future um uh, in the industry and also think about it like the devices me and you and everyone are using today, they took 20 years to the maturity they've come to, right? Um, mobile phones didn't happen overnight. Um, at first, they were very expensive. The business model wasn't there. They were not subsidized by the carriers. Um, and, and the reason why, you know, some people say, well, I don't really want to spend um, $800 or 800 pounds on a laptop. But hold on, you, 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 over two years, you're paying $2,000 for a phone that you carry. Mm. You know, some people that's more expensive than the car, mm. but, but that's because it's 20 or 30 or 40 bucks a month. You, you don't, you don't think, Oh, multiply by 24. That's actually a thousand bucks. Oh, Oh wow. Mm. You can buy a car for that. You know, that can be a mini deposit for, you know, some small apartment somewhere in, in, in the countryside. So it's if, if with smart glasses, as with VR headsets, if, if, the, if someone, if a consumer has to pay up front, uh, we, we look at moats to, to, to get to business, get to market, yeah. right? Um, okay, fork out three, $400 for a headset. Get the headset. Now, the content manufacturers, makers like BT Sport, Fubo TV, ESPN, NBA, now they have to invest to bring in 4K cameras, 8K cameras, production workflows to capture things for VR. And suddenly you count on your hand. It's like the user needs to buy a headset. 
the user has to have fiber optic connection at home for the VR stream, which is 360, to not break out. So suddenly you need really good internet, <laughs> right? Then you need the, 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 the NBAs, the, the NFLs, and, and the BT Sports to make capture content in 4K, bringing cameras, production, crews. That's, an, that's a CapEx investment. Um, and da, 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 da. And suddenly you count and there's like seven modes to VR happening. Yeah. <laughs> right? Before the consumer says, do I actually want that? Mm. So if, 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 if it's, it's, it's about, you're right, the, the consumer wanting it, but if there are so many modes and there's always a cat and mouse, well, the NBAs won't produce content for AR glasses because no one has AR glasses. Mm. And then the Enreals say to the telcos, well, subsidize me. But then they say, but no one's making content. And, and yeah, that's the cat and mouse game that we had at the beginning of the internet. You know, um, I, I was fortunate enough to have my first internet business in 98 um, when all my friends, when it was a music streaming business, when they were like, just make CDs, yeah. it's 1998. And I was like, Kazar and Napster are here. The internet's here. It's like, no one, no one's on the internet. Yeah. Um, so I've lived through that, you know, I was young, I was 17 years old, but I lived through that first one when we called the World Wide web. And, and it was the same thing. Like I, I made a website and sold music online, but it, there wasn't billions of on video, uh, sorry, internet users at the time, or as we used to call it, World Wide Web. So, but I made an investment that, you know, I'm going to go into that area. Yeah. Um, so and it's the same, you know. The, the maturity cycle of technology, like you think about that 98 to, to now with Spotify um, and where that's positioned. And, and even that, now that's evolving into podcasting um, and sports is a particularly interesting area there, but they're, they're seeing that, the way that they can evolve further as a, as a business is going to different, slightly different content. So, um, and then even looking at video and stuff like that. So yeah, totally take your point around the, the long, long, long um, lead in for technology adoption. Um, in addition to technology development, I think that they, they should be definitely separated out as, um, as two different things. Thomas, shall we, uh, I think, uh, interesting point for our listeners uh, who, you know, be looking at the, at the, at the sports um, OTT maybe sector. Do you want to now touch on the difference between watch parties and, and watch together? Or? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You're doing a better yeah. post than I am. So there you go, Paul. Over to, over to you. <laughs> Ask the question and answer it. No. So basically, because I, there's many... Um, people using the term, you know, watch together and, and watch party. So I'm not going to say there is a, there's a hard rule, but um, what we're trying to um, make clear to our clients is this. Watch together is, is the equivalent, the digital equivalent of your living room, right? So it's three to five, six mates, friends, uh, buddies coming around to your living room and you're going to let them in the house. That's watch together. Uh, watch party is when you go down with a few friends that you know to a bar and you look around you and there's tables of people for like a big NFL event, you know, uh, NFL. Um, I think in the real world, they were even called watch parties, right? Hmm. Um, so you go to an NFL game, uh, sorry, uh, to a bar to watch an NFL game. You might already go with one or two free buddies, have your table, but you look around and it's full of fans 
and there are there are tables, but you might not know them. Mm. But you all share the same passion. So yeah. watch party generally is uh, is a bigger. Maybe there are some people in your virtual room or watch party that you don't know. Um, and also, we're, we're seeing in the market that also watch parties at the moment are text-based. So you can get one, you know, um, Amazon Prime Video, I think, did uh, watch parties with about 100 people on text chat. Yeah. Um, not video chat, but that's, you know, so it's bigger groups, but not everybody that you know. So you still might have that, sim you know, um that um but um but you might see watch parties with 10 to 15 friends on video um so watch together it's more your living room who would you invite to your house generally from um two to eight people watch parties is uh, up to 100 people on text chat uh in a in a group um and Sometimes even watch parties, listening to an influencer, watching an influencer talk about yeah. what they're watching. Yeah. That's also a, a popular watch party feature. So, so I mean, as we said, the, the kind of difference between sharing it with your nearest and dearest, your loved ones, um, but then also sharing it with people that love whatever you love, whatever you have a passion for in terms of fandom, um, both in sports and then outside that. So that's, that's good. Thank you for that definition. Um, and it's interesting to me how both of those can be applied virtually. Um, in terms of taking those physical experiences in, into the virtual um, uh, realm. And, and also just for your time today, it's been really, really interesting. I think it's, um, it's a good look at, at the industry and especially the stuff that Scenic's doing. And before we go, I've got to ask you one final question. What is your favourite sporting moment of all time? So I'm a huge uh, volleyball fan. Yeah. And, uh, well, this is a podcast, but I'm basically showing Thomas my volleyball. Yeah, um, That's at the moment deflated because we can't play. So I've been uh, playing volleyball since I was about six, seven years old. Um, and so my favorite sporting moment is to do with volleyball. Yep. And it is um, 2014 uh, volleyball uh, world championships right it's it's the world cup uh, of volleyball world championships um, men's indoor in the final is poland versus brazil in poland um it's played in a football stadium wow volleyball yeah your your, your eyebrows went up Eighty-five thousand, pretty much polish fans all with the, with the shirts. I'm living in Argentina at the time. My father is in London and we're Skyping each other to, and we're watching it. And, and that's the moment, you know, watch together was invented pretty much. So my favorite moment is um, me like literally bringing my glass of beer to my thing, to my camera, doing the, the, the watch together over Skype back then. Um, me watching in Argentina, my dad back in back in London, and Poland winning it three one against Brazil. Fantastic! So that sort of being able to be with my father, even though we well we used to watch it together on the couch, um, it being in 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 the country I was born in, uh, you know, in Poland winning uh, that, and me being a volleyball fan, 
that's my sort of like goosebump bump moment. Um, not so much because we invented watch together then, or, or, you know, um, came to realization, but, uh, it, it just, all those factors put together, I was able to share it with my dad and, uh, and, um, and, and Poland winning. And it's a sport I've played since I was six years old. I, I wanted to be a volleyball player. Uh, I was just too short, mm-hmm. even at one, one meter 83. I don't know how much that is in, in feet, but, um, it's um, about six feet. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're big humans. Um, all yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the tallest guys in the U S team, they're really good. Like Matt Anderson and, uh, um, they're like, you know, two meters five. I mean, they're, they're huge guys. Um, so only I could have been a libero, which is the guy who receives, um, you know, um, yeah, I'm not small, but for volleyball players. So that's my favorite, um, favorite memory and moment. And then, and then, um, and then um, another one, if I can mention another one is when I was living in Argentina, going to a, a Boca Juniors um, uh, Boca Juniors, um, um, the famous clash is Boca Juniors against, um, oh God, I've forgotten. <laughs> it's Boca Juniors. Well, obviously, River. Yeah. yeah. Is it River Plate? Um, the the two uh, the two uh, Buenos Aires uh, yeah. you know yeah they're they're Derby or Derby or whatever you want to call it the the old Clasico of of um, Buenos Aires yeah Buenos Aires so yeah. I went uh, it's it's sorry it's River River Plate versus Boca Juniors yeah that's the El Clasico of Buenos Aires of Argentina and going in so I lived in Argentina from two thousand eight two thousand nine going there. And jumping for the whole uh, 90 minutes to the moment where my, uh, the, the muscles on my feet hurt so much after. Yeah. Um, I had like, you know, because you're literally jumping for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been to, I spent some time in Brazil and, and went to a few football games there. And equally mad is, uh, football mad is Argentina and the, the games are like nothing else. Um, it's kind of bucket list stuff if you're a sports fan is actually see some football in South America. So, well, thank you so much. That's great. I'll uh, include some links to some of that um, so our uh, listeners can relive a, a bit of that at home. And thank you so much for your time, Paul. We'll uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Yeah, no, it was really, uh, really wicked speaking to you. And, and uh, yeah, um, uh, thanks, for, thanks for the time and the, the space. There you have it. That was Paul Bajarski, CEO of Scenic. Great to chat all about co-viewing, uh, the Watch Together experience. Uh, certainly something that has, I guess, exploded in popularity in COVID. And, and as we talked about, uh, it's not something that I necessarily see going backwards, but continuing to evolve as we we evolve into into different viewing experiences uh, and different normals, essentially. And that's certainly something to watch uh, coming into this year. Thanks again for your time. We will be back in two weeks. We're flipping up to two weeks uh, in 2021. Uh, that's going to be the same quality of guests, the same high quality of conversations that you're getting. Uh, just gives you a little bit more time to digest between episodes. And that's based on our, our listener feedback. Uh, obviously, a lot of busy people and, and not wanting to miss out on all the good stuff that we produce here at Sports Tech Feed. So signing off for another episode, Thomas Alomes, great to have you joining us uh, and we'll see you soon. Uh-huh.